What's up guys and welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. We are fresh off of a bye week. The Jags are fresh off of a bye. We got Bentley back in the States. Oh yeah. How's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Got to enjoy the bye week without, you know, stressing or anything. Got to watch Red Zone. Oh yeah. Actually a pretty good time, you know, not focusing on the Jaguars game. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. How was your trip, man? Oh, it was great. It was great. I was in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Uh, developing a film as part of a residency. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Got to reconnect with friends there. I'd been living in Jeddah a few years, last the last few years before moving to Colorado. Uh, so yeah, I got reunited with my bicycle. A friend of mine had held on to my bike that whole time in the hopes that I would come back. And um, went on a few joy rides around the, around the city. It is a lot warmer than Colorado. Yeah, I figured, I figured that. So, what's like, what's like the lifestyle like there, like living there? You know, uh, I don't know, man. The line is kind of, it's kind of cliche at this point, but things are changing there. Like um, a lot of, a lot of the governments put a lot of focus on entertainment, um, and has relaxed a lot of the restriction, restrictions on like gender uh, mingling and stuff. Um, meaning that like guys and girls and groups of friends and everybody's out. Uh, uh, a lot of restaurants, malls, cafes, that kind of lifestyle. Um, things are pretty late too. So imagine like Colorado calendar, just like late shifted another four hours later. You can literally go shopping at the grocery store at like 2 a.m., um, which I guess you can do here. <laughs> yeah. Like I guess Walmart, you can do that but anywhere. it's a different yeah. experience. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. I know like in Pakistan, I remember when I was a kid. Um, and I was visiting there. They eat like dinner at like nine thirty, ten p.m. Oh, of like, course. Yeah. yeah, it's like, and then that's what I'm kind of used to. Like, I eat late dinners, and a lot of people here they eat dinner at like you know, five p.m. or whatever. But not oh, yeah. for me. So yeah, yeah. The Gulf is on that that Pakistan schedule for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even like Chad, like where I grew up, uh, has a late, an earlier schedule, like a super, like more on time, like a you know a early breakfast. 7 a.m., 1 p.m., lunch, all that kind of shit. To the, the extent that our the Arabic dialect is different when it comes to meals. It's like my girlfriend's from Saudi Arabia, and she'll say, she'll say, uh, I'll be like, yo, you ready to eat, you eat like lunch? And she's like, oh, we're eating breakfast. But it's, <laughs> it's like 2 p.m. Yeah, 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 this is breakfast. But we ate something yeah, earlier. Well, it doesn't count. It wasn't that big. <laughs> That's funny. So um, what kind of things like do they eat? Like, like what's a dish or two that you like? I'm curious. Dude, the food there is it's a, it's outstanding, and I, I say that like with no exaggeration. And it's it, the reason why it's outstanding is because everything is there, so it's kind of like American cuisine. You can find like restaurants from everywhere. Um, I mean, obviously, there's like millions of like Pakistanis, Indians, Filipinos, uh, Ethiopians, Yemenis, whatever in Saudi Arabia. So like all those people are bringing their food culture with them. But right. at the same time, there's also um, a nice spread of, like, Saudi food. A lot of it's for, it's like American food. Like, it's mixed background. Like, it's from Afghanistan or from, like, Yemen originally or from some other place. A lot of, like, rice on meat. Or, sorry, uh, meat on rice. Um, kapsa. Uh, mandi. Different styles of, like, grilling chickens. Uh, and then, oh, my favorite is the, I think there, it's mostly, like, Yemeni, like, um, 
food, imported food, or I mean, I guess adopted food. Um, this fava beans called ful, served on a skillet. It's like refried beans, like brought to you on a skillet. Mm. Might throw some like habanero peppers in there, maybe some tomatoes. You know, top it off some olive oil, and then the bread's amazing, man. The bread, this tamis bread, it's called big circular bread. Tastes like pancakes. Shit's delicious. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I had I had special requests from like Saudi friends at Boulder to like bring back like food, like chicken wrap, like chicken shawarma, and like food and shit, like in my bag. But um, <laughs> U.S. US <laughs> customs officers. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So it sounds it sounds like kind of like Middle East, more Middle Eastern food than like South Southeast Asian food and stuff. For the most part, South yeah. Food. Lean yeah. for the most part leans more Middle Eastern. Obviously, like a shit ton of like Syrian and uh, Lebanese restaurants as well, like everywhere. And then the other thing, the last, the last like you know food category there is like global capitalist food. <laughs> so like, you know, my parents when they came and visited a few years ago, uh, they were they arrived. They're pretty hungry. It's like 10 p.m. The nearest restaurant to the hotel was IHOP. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Shake Shack, Starbucks, Texas Roadhouse, and the Cheesecake Factory were like the next ones after it. That's nuts that they have all those. And is, is like the menu options kind of similar, or is it? Because I know like Pizza Hut and McDonald's, like in Pakistan. My mom always tells me, that like, you know, the menu options are definitely different. It's not your classic cheeseburger or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll vary up menu items um, to make them more like local clientele friendly. Uh, it's not. I, I would say like when people say like, oh, McDonald's in Europe is freaking amazing. It's so much better. Like uh, I wouldn't say that all of the fast food or like chain restaurants the global chains are better in saudi arabia than they are like in the u.s um there's definitely kind of a i think there's a compromise in quality sometimes uh for sure like there's some some things are kind of like a like a you know like the ghost of their of their image <laughs> they're like they're just right, like the essence yeah. of blueberry pancakes <laughs> 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 they're not for a yeah, lot of stuff sure. <laughs> but um but you know hey man like in terms of like satisfying a craving it's a great place to be Food-wise. Oh, I bet. I bet their food is amazing. Oh yeah, mm. good stuff. But uh, um, yeah, it's crazy. So, so regarding the Jaguars, um, it means that my you know my time zone was like way off. Uh, yeah, for what was the time in. difference? Actually, wait, I need to take that back. My time zone was amazing because because I, <laughs> I was like closer to GMT to UK. Um, but right. I I, uh, I couldn't watch until later on that night because um, I had because it, it happened to be in my day like it was like during my work day Sunday's a work day right. um, we were like uh, workshopping film projects and everything so I had to come back to my hotel and uh, check it out a lot later um, kind of good news that we had a bye week because it meant that I didn't have to do any crazy like you know like one a.m. three a.m. Uh, <laughs> watching yeah, yeah. with work the next day yeah yeah cool. so um, what I mean they probably don't even. Do they follow the NFL over there in Saudi Arabia? Uh, not, not, uh, you know how it is, right? It's like people, anyone who's like studied abroad, a ton of Saudis study outside of the country for college. There's a huge right. scholarship program. So like, like all my friends here at Boulder that are from Saudi Arabia, man, they're, they're like tapping into football here and there. Some of them become huge fans and they go back and still follow. Um, that's about the extent of, extent of it. Uh, otherwise it'd be people that, that like, you know, followed football outside and then moved to Saudi Arabia. So sometimes you'll get lucky at these places. Like in Chad, um, we used to go watch uh, f- uh, NFL games once a month or so at the kind of like the, it's called the Marine House. It was like the U.S. Embassy's Marine Security Guard detachment. And they had like a basketball court and volleyball court, swimming pool, and then like a like a lounge with a big screen TV. Um, 
in like a bar and stuff. And so we would uh, go as a family. And then my 11 year old self would be sitting there with a bunch of like drunk soldiers watching <laughs> NFL Sunday ticket. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always wondered actually about like, you know, what sports are popular where, like how, cause you know, basketball's like growing as a sport and in Europe and China and stuff, people love basketball. Even yeah. Africa, yeah. It's spreading yeah, yeah. a lot, you know, and yeah. you know, football's mostly here. I would say, I know there's yeah. like little leagues in other places, but it's not popular worldwide. Well, it's like the UK. I mean, the whole argument with the Jaguars is that, that they should have some kind of home field advantage in the UK. Um, and I can, man, I don't know. I want to test to it. Actually. I think like I was in, uh, I was in the UK last year for a little while. Up in uh, Sheffield, uh, down in Brighton, in London, um, and up in Scotland as well. And for one thing, okay, Scotland. I think they're marketing somehow marketing Scotland heavy because there were like, like Subway, the restaurant in Glasgow, is running NFL ads. Really, I don't know how the hell that happened, but somehow there's enough of a market or a push or whatever that like Subway, which is Subway's a pretty global place. I mean, there's Subway all over. It Saturday definitely period. is. Yeah, like so yeah, it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that like you go to Subway, you're looking for like the American experience. Like for that, you'd go to like TGI Fridays globally. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Subway has got they have they're running NFL ads. There's like a phone booth in Glasgow with like like NFL season subscribe now watch whatever. And then and then like of course anyone in the in England uh, a lot more proximity to Wembley Stadium where they play a lot of the uh, NFL games in England. Uh, man, these people. I mean, they can, they're following the games, uh, I think, pretty closely, those that are fans. I ran into this kid, um, had a Jaguars uh, hat on um, in Sheffield, uh, like South Yorkshire in England. And I had my Jaguars beanie I'd been wearing, but I didn't have it on that day. Right. So I was like, damn, someone's wearing a Jaguars hat. This is insane. So I I went up to him. You know how it is. Like, if you find a Jaguars fan. Oh, you have to go talk to him. And like, Portland or some shit like of course you go up to them and be like oh my god you're a Jaguars fan they're like yeah you right. live in Jacksonville no you know. <laughs> um, and so I went up to this kid and I was like whoa dude you ja- Jaguar you're ja- Jaguars why wow you know like waiting for him to like go ahead and take the next line like oh yeah of course go Jags or whatever right like Duval or something yeah. um, so but like as I expressed my surprise he just got kind of like defensive <laughs> and he He's like, like who the hell is this guy talking to me <laughs> <laughs> exactly and he goes well yeah well they're only my favorite team <laughs> i'm like uh, yeah me too you know um and and we like parted ways it was uh it was abrasive but it was i was still i don't know I was still happy that would have hurt my feelings i'm like all right well yeah well go duval yourself yeah yeah thanks dude i mean i guess they do have they you know the jaguars keep what it's been like seven years straight the jags yeah, have been there it's now been a minute. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So, oh, that's good. Football spreading there. And I mean, I feel like they don't follow basketball. Like England, you never see English basketball players. I'll Yo, say that. England, England doesn't follow anything, man. Just soccer? England, or yeah. Football? Oh, barely. Yeah, yeah England, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I think basketball is so global. Um, and you're right. There's even with uh, basketball, there's not a huge effort. Although, okay, here's the other shocker: is that there were local American football clubs in Sheffield, and you would see on some afternoons teenagers walking with like American football uh, shoulder pads and helmets down to really? the field. It was insane. So, like, it's a club sport thing, which is bizarre. And some of those clubs 
sponsored the Super Bowl watch party I went to. This is like That's last, I guess, 20, 2018. So this is the playoffs 2018, so the 2017 regular season. Um, so, yeah, we caught uh, we caught this game uh, in a sports bar where, uh, you know, the Patriots and Jaguars, AFC Championship. Um, it was all Patriots fans uh, except for me. Um, uh, my girlfriend's <laughs> a, a Nachos fan. Um, so okay. she was she was enjoying the game as well. Um, <laughs> she like every time there's a touchdown, she's like, "Did they win? Did they win?" I'm like, it's the third. <laughs> Is quarter. it going well? Yeah. Go, uh, <laughs> get back um, to but, those nachos. Yeah, no, get back to those, yeah, I'll, I'll get you a milkshake next. Oh, great! <laughs> I love this. Game. Um, and then and then I went and saw um the Super Bowl at this like awesome venue. It was like like you know these concert venues that have like a balcony thing around uh like a second yeah, yeah. floor yeah, kind of deal for sure. It was like that, and packed out with Eagles and Patriots fan, pat pan fans, packed, 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 packed. You like you had to pay entry, like a cover. You got like a beer on the house. Uh, they sold wings and burgers, and they're they're these like you know clumps of British fans of both teams taking bets and shit. And so like at halftime, I think were the Patriots already down at halftime or something. Some some Patriots yeah, fan yeah. had to drink beer out of his shoe. Oh, yeah, it was intense. Very weird. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe we'll, I mean, do they have access to watch football games like that? Maybe that's why they had to go out. Because, I mean, you can't just turn on your TV and boom, you can't flip the channel like us. And it's just on national TV. I'm sure. I don't think, at least. I don't know. No, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I bet as the games get more and more like deep into the playoffs or higher stakes that some of the local sports channels buy the rights. I mean, I was walking home in Glasgow also like around playoff time. And there were there were like neighborhood bars with like one of the NF, NFC uh, playoff games on. So they, mm. at some point they sell the rights to to households household viewing. But yeah, that's yeah. no, a good that's a good question. Otherwise, they might have to go. You might have to go to a bar to watch. Right, and I I wonder that about like every sport, basketball, hockey, even in Canada. Like, um, I was talking to some Canadian kids playing NHL, you know, on PlayStation. Yeah, about how yeah. how they watch football games and stuff, and on their sports network basically they they play them or you can buy like a package or something like that same with basketball so it's simple enough for sure it's like that it's like the access to sports so i think that's what's crazy about like basketball i think basketball is so big because it's so easy to play for one like you could go make your own basketball hoop and start shooting something into it you know for sure Where where a football it's a little bit different definitely hard to access for sure unless i mean we should i wish like two hand touch was <laughs> global flag football right have um, you ever watched those uh flag football like leagues in the summer I actually got caught watching one tense yeah they are there's, intense there's they're like fun no to watch, offensive actually. line role everyone's an eligible receiver so everyone just like turns around immediately <laughs> yeah. they're nuts and they have all kind of weird like and cedric and shit, Agway yeah. or whatever <laughs> there's an eligible receiver <laughs> yeah you guys are all eligible go out <laughs> go deep it's crazy it's crazy I've got great video and photos of playing flag football with friends and Chad. Um, oh, good yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'll show I'll show them to you. Show them to you. Uh, yeah, basketball. Reason, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's another reason though about football. Um, you know, you need the pads and stuff. It's kind of dangerous. You can't just go out there. I mean, I go out. We we go out actually every Thanksgiving and we play tackle football. And oh, sweet. As we're getting older, it's starting to hurt a little more so we're like maybe we need to make the switch to like half contact half flag i don't know yeah. it is a dangerous sport you know yeah so. yeah that's true um yeah with with basketball like the ease of access and stuff um i mean i, t- I totally agree 
Um, I, I do. I wish it was easier to watch things, though. I mean, I mean, I'm a Mavericks fan. Um, they're having a pretty good season right now. But they sure are. I, I really don't have any way to subscribe and watch other than buying like the league pass, whatever. So my my consumption is basically like, you know, as if I can luck out with these ten minute highlights on YouTube for each game, then I'm happy. Right. Well, also then I kind of think about like so with the Mavericks, which is a great example. Kristaps is from Latvia. Where's Luca yep. from? Serbia, something like that. I, I don't know where Luka Doncic is from. No, Somewhere in Eastern Europe, um, right? Let me let me confirm it here. Somewhere around there. Slo- oh, Slovenia, yeah. So, oh, okay, okay. Where um, Goran Dar- Dragic is from? So, mm-hmm. like in those countries, they follow the player really. And they become a fan of the team. So you think For they sure. have access to watch the game, or that country? Somehow I wonder if it. Yeah, fi- that's makes, weird. Makes I wonder if the way. NBA negotiates like team-specific deals, right? Because um, they want to watch Luca play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I know it's stereotypical, but like uh, you know, Boulder, our our pickup full-court gem over here. A lot of the Chinese students are are huge Jeremy Lin fans and Yao Ming fans. Yao Ming, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yao you Ming know. made it huge in China. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not trying to say like, okay, all Chinese, you know, players love these love these uh, right. NBA fan these NBA players. It's but a real the, thing. But the point saying. is that like that's how like massively these guys are marketed, basically. Exactly. Right? They're they're yeah. heroes. Yeah, they're the guy that made it from their country to you know. Yeah, the best. Jer- the Jeremy best, Lin best is player. an interesting one, also being American uh, and not moving, you know, to America, but still like carrying that Chinese identity with him. So, um, right, super interesting to see how how powerful that is for those uh, home markets. Definitely. Do you think uh, climate has anything to do with it? Because I was listening to a hockey podcast <laughs> and they were talking about how the NHL isn't as popular and basketball soft, which basketball is yeah. soft, and yeah. why people don't like the NHL. I mean, I'm yeah. thinking it's like because, you know, where you are, if there's no ice, no snow, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can't skate there. Hockey's expensive in the first place, you know, you got to get That's skates true. and stuff. It's an expensive sport to play. So yeah. where it's not cold, I doubt people are going to be interested or play hockey, you know? You yeah, know, you need like... Rarely see it. You need like a frozen lake with like enough feet of ice that you won't fall in and <laughs> exactly. die of Exactly. Yeah. Hockey countries, they're all in the north, are they not? Super North. Yeah. So there's, I think that's why hockey's not as popular. And then, but here, I don't know why it's not as popular. What was that Jacksonville team? The like lizard Kings or something. The, it's like a minor (laughs) league hockey team. I thought they're called like the Icemen or some shit. Back in the day. Oh, I'm sure they've changed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of minor league team. But how bizarre is that? Jacksonville, like, you know, the, the like sawgrass city. So it's like half of it's like marshland and then suddenly you have ice rinks. <laughs> yeah, it's always weird when like uh, t- the Tampa Bay Lightning are really good. It's just weird <laughs> thinking about it. It's like eh, in Tampa. Tampa, Florida, huh? <laughs> Tampa, Florida. I mean, Colorado, it's different. We have a pretty big hockey culture here. Sure. But yeah. it's it's cold here. And when the Avs came here, they started winning. And that always yeah, has something to do yeah, with yeah. it. You yeah, win a few championships success. and then um, the fan base will definitely grow. Yeah, stars are big in Dallas. It's another one, yeah. Definitely. So, hmm, interesting. Yep. All right. Shall we start with Texans Jaguars? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, we can go quickly. So it's it's been a while. My memory's a little hazy about this, but oh man, I woke up at five o'clock in the morning to get ready for this game. 
rookie mistake. Oh man, it was a terrible day. And obviously, I was watching with my friend who's a Texans fan. I was just sitting there, and <laughs> just pissed off. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah, it was ugly, man. Um, so any thoughts on Gardner Minshew? I we'll uh, talk. We'll talk about Nick later. But yeah. what about his performance? I you know what I like that I like framing this game around Gardner because um, we've been hearing a lot of bullshit about like oh well the team just didn't put it in there or whatever and you know, we're gonna go to Nick no matter what because blah 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 but this was a for the fan base um, for Gardner himself for like the rest of the season this is a, a unfortunately gonna be kind of a lingering moment that. Um, whether or not Doug Marone and uh, the staff had decided to go with Nick already, which was, by the way, that was the default choice until Gardner uh, you know, proved his very high worth. Of course. Uh, you know, uh, coming in unexpectedly, right? But so whether or not that decision to go with Nick was like 100% done before the game and whether or not Gardner, you know, quote unquote, lost his chance during that game. The, the visuals of Gardner having a bad game, um, having the the jumpy feet syndrome, um, and not making a ton of magic out of that, uh, I, a little I, bit, a little is, bit, a little bit is is uh, it's kind of it's kind of sad. And I think you know since I think the Panthers, the Saints, these were games that we started seeing more um, Minshew nerves. Uh, you and I were talking about whether or not this might have its roots when he got hit and uh, and injured in the towards the end of the Broncos game that we were at. Right. Um, that was just a, a way for me to plug that we went to that game. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So I, I don't know, man. Like I I uh, I, I don't. Uh, for me personally, I, I'm definitely not in the boat of like, oh, start Minshew, rookie of the year. Let's let's finish this thing off the right way. Um, I, I am totally fine with Nick Foles coming in. I think he deserves a chance, and I think he will provide some uh, stability, let's say, like sure-footedness when Gardner's been kind of jittery. Uh, but but at the same time, I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad that this was our last uh, taste of Minshew for the moment. For the moment, though. That's, that's the key in what you said, though, right? Because as we look forward, you know, to the future, I think he is here to stay. Right, and then we don't have to draft a quarterback next year. That's for yeah. damn sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we don't I mean, need to tank for two. I mean, imagine if that. Imagine if that was like a on the table right now, and we were like, "Oh, well, the Rams are going to give us this pick, and we need to get a higher pick." So, fuck it, let's rebuild. You know, we don't have that. That uh, those we're not using those words because we have such confidence in Gardner. We do, and he was a a late pick too. I mean. The other quarterbacks, even the guys that are two, three years in, like Baker Mayfield is struggling. Kyler Murray's playing pretty well. He's a rookie. Sam Darnold's playing, yeah. been playing bad. Josh Allen, his defense bails him out every game. He's not good. Yeah. I finally got to watch like most of their game. They kept showing around red zone. And I was like, man, this guy is not very good. So yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good about what we have in Gardner. And I, I like that he was pissed off that he was benched, even though he kind of knew it was happening. He was oh, yeah. pissed. He was oh, pissed. Yeah. Yeah, but um, uh, well, yeah. what about the guy on the other side, Deshaun? Man, yeah, yeah. dude, he's he's impossible to stop. If, he's so good. He won them the game by himself. Pat Mahomes wasn't in this league. Um, I think I feel like Deshaun would be like the the rising quarterback superstar. 
Yeah, do you, do you think he, maybe he doesn't get enough credit sometimes? Because everyone's talking yeah. about Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, and then you look at his... You can watch him play. Lamar looks great when he's playing. Yeah. Sometimes not always throwing the ball, but he looks amazing, and he makes all these flashy plays, but so does Deshaun. But then yeah. you look at his stats, and it's like, oh, he had 12 completions for 220 yards, but they yeah. won the game convincingly. Yeah. And when you look at Deshaun, he just lights it up every single week, and I feel like he doesn't get the same love that Lamar does. So. Oh, I agree. I think Lamar is getting met with with delighted surprise this year. Because uh, last year, my take on last year with Lamar, sorry, coming in for, I guess it was an injured Flacco, and then they stuck with him for the playoffs uh, for right. the game. Um, that Lamar, you know, was like a raw rookie talent who was mostly winning with his legs, and we know how that happens. Uh, you get you get a few games, a few wins with your legs, Defenses then adjust to you. They definitely adjust to you in the off season. So you sometimes you can have like a lucky-ish rookie season, um, or lucky-ish, let's say first season as a starter, and then and then defenses adjust for you the next year. And the real the real proof is whether or not you're able to win the next year. And Lamar Jackson winning in great fashion this year, um, I think, is silencing a lot of his critics and uh, setting him up to be a top tier uh, player. But, yep. uh, hey, I think Deshaun, Lamar, um, you know, if, if Mahomes hadn't been injured, uh, these, these would all be front runners for like a sort of a QB-led um, MVP race. Oh, definitely. We're going to talk a little MVP in a while here, but I definitely agree with you. You know, he silenced me, Lamar Jackson did, because I was kind of one of those haters, even though I wanted yeah. the Jaguars to draft him because I didn't see I anything know. wrong in drafting yeah. him. I was like, why not? He's hanging around here. We're picking again pick him up or yeah. was that our, yeah, it was our first pick because it was 2018 off of our um playoff run there oh yeah but, yeah I, I was at the cowboy stadium when they were right, right, the draft right. and um and when lamar lamar jackson went i think is the last pick of the of the draft right of the, of the um, round yeah 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 and night, it was uh so. of the sorry of the of the night with the first night the first round <laughs> so dude we were like uh, i don't know i think i think people like uh had this they were, la- they were laughing when he was drafted because uh, he he had I guess had been scouted as a much higher pick, and all these other teams had been considering him, right? And like we had we had speculated maybe the Jaguars would pick him up, maybe someone else would pick him up, and he drops to the last pick of the round. People were just kind of like in this like stupor, like what? How did that happen? You know? And co- like comically, the last pick of the night. So oh, and the Ravens like Lamar Jackson. Um, so yeah, I definitely right. If he had if he had had as fruitful of a time he's had with the Ravens, but with the Jaguars and like, let's say like last year, um, then I feel like our, our fate last year would have been different. You think so? It could have been. It it depends when he would have came in and who knows if he would have been good with the Jaguars. There's a a pretty good chance he could have been bad, you know? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, you know, rookie quarterback with his athleticism, winning games with a lot of running um, and a lot of just kind of keeping plays alive. Um, kind of like uh, Gardner style, to be honest, in some of his more successful games with us, uh, right. can can. Yeah, I feel like you. I feel, I feel like you would have won some of those games within the last season. Last season freaking sucked, man. Um, and and I've been thinking about it a lot. Like we compare our record now to where we were last season, and it's what a different were we? team. Three, what were we three, three and six last year? We got to like three that? and one, and then if you just wanted to figure out where we were, just do the math. Just add losses to that week. So yeah, like, I know we lost like keep six the, keep, keep the three <laughs> and then just keep adding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think three and six sounds right. 
um, man, what a depressing season. And and we just – do you remember, like, the feeling? Because, like, three and one, freaking Sports Illustrated ranked us, like, number one in the league, right? We had we had uh, up upended the, the Super Bowl second runner-ups, whatever, Patriots. Um, and we were off to a great start, and then we kept skidding and dropping games. Well, there was still a thought, even at, like, three and five, three and six – I think didn't we win like the next game like four and six? I can't remember. It was at the Colts or someone. Um, do you remember? I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I was like, Damn, that's kind of a while it, ago. I can't even think now. We we were so confident in ourselves. Um, we still believed our defense was like this elite defense. To be honest, we hadn't changed many players out. Uh, that that hey, even at four and six, we're gonna make a run and get into the playoffs. And we kept losing game after freaking game. And some of them got really close. So I'm curious if uh, Lamar Jackson, because we already had the quarterback turmoil, right? So Blake Bortles was benched, like bench bench, not like a fake benching, not like that preseason 2017, like, oh, let's have some competition, but like an actual benching. Like you lost your job. We're done. We're going to move on in the offseason. But he came back in though, yeah? I remember because Cody played one game, and I don't know if he got hurt or something. I think Blake started the next game. He came in <laughs> mid-game or something. Yeah, yeah. Something we still, like that. He came in and like won a game, right? But um, yep. no, I feel like I feel like if you had Lamar out there, nothing to lose, literally. Or, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I feel like, uh, you know, we would have seen a couple more wins. So it's interesting. But yeah, we're happy with Gardner now. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so what else? Yeah. One of the other other stories we had was uh, DeAndre Hopkins and AJ Bouye. I was curious what you thought about that. Oh, AJ did a really good job, and then yeah. Deshaun's numbers were kind of juiced up at the end because, or sorry, not kind Deshaun, kind of a uh, DeAndre, yeah, garbage time. Yeah, you could tell they were just forcing him the ball. They forced him a touchdown. I was like, all right, but uh, AJ did a pretty good job. He really did, and I that kind of gives me more confidence going on because you know we got to see Julio a little later. We got to see Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. In a couple of weeks, yeah, and Keenan Allen, so some good receivers coming up. So looks no good doubt. for AJ. Now you you follow a lot of our coverage better than I do, um, and I'm still still curious about Trey Herndon and AJ Bouye. How are they divvying up who covers who? I think we talked about like a side of the field is one issue. Um, I'm also wondering if they if they make a decision based on like you know size and stuff, um, or like if the wide receiver one is just like a crazy superstar if if we would just go ahead and default that receiver to Bouye, whereas if it's kind of a, a toss-up between the first and second receiver, we, we you know keep our traditional yeah. roles. I don't know. What's your take on that? I'm actually not positive how they do it, but from my knowledge, I feel like A.J. Bouye is going to follow around the best receiver if he's an elite receiver because, I mean, he followed around DeAndre. When yeah. we play Julio, yeah. I, I can definitely see him just following Julio around as well. So... Yeah, and I I think AJ is you know sometimes I believe that AJ is an elite corner. I don't know is he an elite corner in today's game? Uh, people mention the the ratings from 2017 that he rated higher than Jalen Ramsey. They always look at PFF ratings. So PFF, PFF ratings yeah. are very weird. Yeah, very very weird. And, yeah. I, and I don't even know like how the how the hell they rate them. But I mean it's something. They must be on to something a little bit. Yeah, and, the, and then I was listening to the, I can't remember if it was another Jags podcast or Duval Hot Ticks. There's a cool conversation about, about Jalen's just like reputation. Um, and so, you know, like, like these, all these big talk receivers, Deion Sanders before him, and they mentioned Richard Sherman. These receivers' reputation is one that 
you want to hesitate. You'll hesitate before throwing their direction. So even though, you know, right now people are making fun of Jalen's numbers. They're not making, you know, they're not making fun, but they're like, you know, he hasn't done anything really they, special. They are clowning him. They're yeah. clowning him a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So like, to what to what extent is a cornerback's success not necessarily those like PFF style like how many completions and completions what's the quarterback's rating that they're throwing to but like how did I think it's more like how did they how did they enter the psyche of the opposing quarterback like what how many plays were botched because that person's on the field like sort of more the aura like the you know, impression that yeah. that cornerback is is making on the offense. Um, rather than a lot of these tangible stats. I mean, the best corners in the league, they do talk, right? And they do have yeah. that, that vibe around them. The great ones usually do. I mean, Richard yeah. Sherman still talks. I don't know really what Marshawn Lattimore does over there. We know Jalen still talks. Jalen's still a top corner, no matter what we say. Marcus Peters is a talker. Tlaib was a talker. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. all these guys. That's just what they do, though, and that's their job. So I can't hate on that. So I never hated on Jalen for that, and I still don't. Did you hear, like, um, him and Juju's little thing this past weekend? Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Apparently, like, before the game, they talked to Jalen Ramsey, and he was like, he didn't say anything really negative about Juju, but they got into it last year, I remember, Juju and Jalen Ramsey did. Juju Mm -hmm. was kind of clowning him. And Jalen was basically like, well, he's not Antonio Brown. And then Juju Mm. was just like, yeah, all this dude does is, like, talk and talk and talk. And he's like, damn, I never even heard some of these like words out of anyone's mouth. <laughs> so, and Juju didn't have the greatest game, but hey, the Rams keep losing, which is good for us. Yep. Yeah. Let's see how that pans out for the rest of the season. They look human. And they have a, um, a really interesting game on Sunday night, which I am looking forward to watching if we win or else I'm just going to take my ass to bed. <laughs> um, they they play the Bears, so I'd figure that Jalen Ramsey would be on our, our boy Allen Robinson, huh? Oh my God, that'd be amazing. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Obviously, they know each other. They they were on the team together one year, two years, maybe two years. But oh, at least two. I, I, yeah, at least two. Maybe I don't know three. how. Like maybe three, because Allen Robinson was hurt the twenty seventeen year. Yeah, yeah. When was? Maybe it is three years. Yeah, Maybe three. It was three years. But, uh, yeah. but A Rob was hurt. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be a fun matchup. I look forward to it. Hopefully, A Rob wins the matchup. I don't know if he will because Mitch yeah. is the quarterback, but yeah, that's going we'll to be a good Sunday night game. Rooting for the Bears for sure, too. Yeah. That was um, A Rob's. Uh, I think A Rob was the, the comment they found in like training camp when Bortles threw the ball out of bounds. You remember that one? And he's like, keep it in bounds, bro. Come on. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have I remember these because I was you know we're all in like the Bortles camp like just trying to make ends meet and like defend this guy right and, uh, and occasionally some some other Jaguars player would like be quoted with some some thing that just totally tears down Bortles image <laughs> I remember like Jalen was like liking tweets about Bortles being trash and stuff and I was like what how can you do that and now they're on the same team. Now they're on the same team. <laughs> did, did you see Blake took a snap for them on Sunday, actually? It was oh, a really no. bad play call. He, he came in on like a third and two. Ah. And I don't know if it was like a read. I think it was like a read option. He ran and everything. It was hilarious. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So he got a snap. Blake was in the was game. Was that a, a meaningful snap? Like, it was a meaningful stakes? snap. Yeah, yeah, no way. It was a third and two. It was like the second quarter or first quarter. Yeah, it was a meaningful snap. Wow. They lost the game, so, I mean. 
Yeah. <laughs> the game was close the whole time, too. And they got all kinds of problems going over there uh, with the Rams. You know, they have no draft picks. They owe a lot of people money. So their line is not very good. So yeah. a lot's going to change over there, which is really good for the Jaguars this year and especially next year if they yeah. can't get it together. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, anything else on the Houston game as we yes. talk about the NFL in a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just one more note. I just remembered this out of nowhere. One player had a really, really nice game for the mm-hmm. Jags. It was Keelan Cole. Yeah. You remember? Yeah, solid. Yeah. Yeah. He was really, really good. He made one just like incredible catch. I'm telling you, this guy's back. Yeah. I've always been a huge fan, but he's back. Um, you know, he's not a star or anything, but he's like a solid receiver in there. He's more, it's more beneficial to have him in than Marquise Lee. That's, I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, when Marquise is injured, then, you know. But um, so so I guess Keelan has been eased back into the lineup, and we've like mathematically right, we've seen like a gradual increase in snaps for him this season. Would you agree? Yes, he was. The dude was about to get cut, man. Isn't that crazy? And then we one play, he came in once, made a play, came in another time, made a play, so put him in the next game, made a couple plays, and he yeah. just keeps making and plays. All, all those know? plays you mentioned were touchdowns, but. Yeah, right, right, right. And then, then he had those couple touchdowns. And then last last week he was really good. So I definitely see him like being in the game plan. Okay. Um, how confident are you that D.D. Westbrook is going to be back in full force? And I, one of the storylines this week is that uh, everybody's been practicing. Um, yes, that's good know, to hear. Some players with lingering injuries, which is nothing out of the ordinary for NFL players. And then some, like Calais, I uh, can't remember who else, that, that occasionally has like a rest day already built into the schedule. Right. But, uh, yeah, what's your take on, you know, D.D. and the receiver lineup? It's I think it's super important that D.D.'s back. It actually showed, I know it sounds weird, but it showed in the Houston game. Yeah. Because you need someone to control the middle of the field, you yep. know? And D.D.'s really good at that. That's really oh, what he's, yeah. that's his thing. And we don't have any tight ends to, you know, take up space in the middle. No one reliable since O'Shaughnessy went out. It's been nobody. I saw Josh Oliver. You know, he gets a catch a game. You know, he's young, so we just threw him in the fire. But yeah. DD being back is big because then we have three receivers. We got Keelan Cole out there. It's going to give Nick Foles some weapons. And if you remember, like, preseason and just, like, training camp and stuff, there was, like, a feel around the Jaguars that Nick Foles really had this trust for DD Westbrook and that they were going to be, yeah. like, this kind of dynamic duo, which is why I picked him up in fantasy football. Yep. And he has not done anything. <laughs> but I think I think Nick Foles being back is big for Didi out of anyone. Seriously, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, except he almost ended his season when he he gave him that lead against the was it the Dolphins in the preseason game and Didi got clobbered. Oh my, clobbered is an understatement. I I was like I don't think he's getting back up. Sure that was scary. bad. <laughs> that was actually pretty scary. He got smacked on that. But yeah, just um, I think that connection is going to be there. I'm even thinking about starting DD in my fantasy league, but I have DJ Chark too, so Oof. we'll see. We got to nice. see what that connection's like. I mean, you remember the Chiefs game? Chark had that touchdown where Foles got hurt. Mm-hmm. And um, I, actually, we'll talk about Nick Foles. Let's talk uh, Colts Jaguars. Talk Nick Foles' first game and stuff. Okay, let's move on to it. Huh? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Nick Foles, dude. Um. I think the most important thing about Nick Foles versus Gardner Minshew is the deep ball is going to is a lot better from Nick Foles, and then the veteran presence, you know. Yep. And of course, we got to bring this up. Um, 
you know who Nick Foles' quarterbacks coach was in Philly, right? Michael Jordan. That's correct. No. Um, It was uh, John DeFilippo. Oh, yep. Right? So they have that connection, which is actually pretty cool. And guess who we're playing? We're playing the Colts. And you know who their head coach is? Frank Frank Reich. Reich. Frank Reich, who was their offensive coordinator in Philly. So it's that weird connection that they all have. Which, yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing because maybe Frank Reich knows he stuff might know about some Nick secrets Foles. and DeFilippo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So it's gonna be interesting. But the reconnection of Foles and DeFilippo for a whole game, I look forward to that. See how they how they, how they design some stuff up there. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating. I, I bet they have a lot. Seeing DeFilippo's uh, play calling throughout this. God, I'm so academic. I'm gonna say throughout the semester. <laughs> 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 I know throughout the season, um, it it's been you know we've we both commented how fun it's been to watch and um, you know we were I was a, I was a Nathaniel Hackett fan myself I didn't think that like he was effing things up as much as underperformance by some of the players but I can definitely see a difference now between Hackett and DeFilippo so I'm kind of oh, whoa yeah. wait a second like yeah. I'm no no longer thinking Hackett was fired last year as like a scapegoat to kind of save Bortles now I'm like eh. You know, maybe maybe rejuvenating and, and changing up the way we call plays is nice after all. But to see all these special plays, we've had a lot of end arounds and fake end arounds and handoff to the end around yeah, and I love know, it. and the Minshew. God, do you remember that touchdown uh, pass to oh, O'Shaughnessy? O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> that was a beautiful <laughs> design. Like, yep, that's one yeah. of those. Freaking, I don't know what they call that, like, you know, ballerina or something. Like, you know, <laughs> jump, turn 180 degrees, turn back, and then out of the, like, use your use your earlobe to spot the tight end and then and hit him up the middle. Um, but these, I mean, these play calls were awesome. And then now to hear everybody always saying, oh, well, they designed the playbook for Nick Foles. They designed the playbook for Nick Foles. They designed the playbook. Like, did Gardner just come in and kind of improv on that Nick Foles designed playbook? Did they, did they you know, imagine new Oof. plays for Gardner? Are we? Do we have like this arsenal of like NFL blitz style like plays that Nick's going to come out and just you know own the field with? I don't know. I'm excited to see it. A lot of question marks. That's what I'm saying because we, it's like the first game of the season for us almost, isn't it? Because it's like we got to see what Nick Foles does in Jacksonville. We got to see him for a drive or whatever. So we haven't really got to see. But no tape, man. No tape. I look forward to it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they have tape from the Philly days and whatnot. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna come out and say it. I'm gonna say it. Nick's t- uh, touchdown pass to DJ Chark, which was a a beautiful ball, like a beautiful spiral, everything. Uh, I I think people are overrating that throw. And, Do you think so? And here's why. Here's why. Because it was a. Uh, I understand you know quarterbacks get hit on a lot of plays, um, so. You know, it's it's very much a relevant throw. However, um, Nick was already anticipating the contact, and I think you could see in his body posturing that anticipation. And I feel like he kind of launched the ball. And DJ Chark, our underestimated uh, second-year receiver, um, maybe uh, I don't know, maybe did a little bit more to make the catch than, than we think. I mean, it was beautifully placed, blah, 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 blah. I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> it was. Just, it was I a just, beauty. I know it was, it was gorgeous. I know, I know. I'm just thinking, I don't know if Nick Foles 
was like looking <laughs> in DJ Chark's direction because he knew he was already going to get hit. I, I'm being a little skeptical. I think there may be. I, I think you are. You know. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, everybody's saying, like, I don't know, maybe it's just like our morale, but people are using that throw as evidence. Like, well, Nick Foles is going to be fucking amazing when he gets on the field. You know, They so, are using that throw and the Conley yeah. throw. The, the yeah, deep yeah. deep deep end route. Yeah, they keep using those two throws. It's like, well, those are the only fucking throws he basically made, so what yeah. else can you use? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um so I haven't checked the injury report. I've been kind of just like out of the Jaguars loop, to be honest with you, like this week. Taking I don't know a why. Break. <laughs> yeah. Um the bye week kind of me kinda of messed up, but For sure. uh is Jacoby Brissett gonna play? Um I think he's Ooh. supposed to. I think he sat last game to. on purpose. They have so many people on their injury report. I'm gonna pull that shit up. They have so many people on their injury report. Um, I know they're Hilton, receivers. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton. What was that stat? I don't know. If this is true. I heard this today on the uh, pilot pilot on podcast that that the the Colts are zero and seven with T.Y. Hilton out. Really? What? Like um, throughout his career? Apparently, or apparently. Yeah. This season, I don't think he's missed seven games, or has he? No, no, it wouldn't be this season. They would, they wouldn't be zero seven from the season alone. It would have to be over his career. I think he said zero seven or seventeen. Zero and seven, zero and seventeen. Okay, okay. Zero seventeen. They'd have to like consult like a wizard or something, and uh, I don't know some like fortune teller <laughs> and see see how they can. Well, he <laughs> Ty has missed a lot of games this year, though. It seems like okay, he might have missed seven this yeah. year. What have they played? Ten. I know, but their record, the record's better than that. So I don't know. I heard that oh, stat. Okay, okay, I want to okay, see. Okay, I want to yeah. see what's yeah, up. That would make sense. So he's yeah. so he's out. He's a did not did not practice, and this is from Wednesday. So um, maybe there's a more recent one. Uh, today's was published. Um, yeah, wide receiver uh, is it Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell, yeah, Ohio State out with a hand guy. injury. Okay. Um, running back Jordan Wilkins ankle. Okay, he's their he's their third running back. Uh, Hines might have been hurt too. I saw somewhere. Oh really? Who's there? This is like pass catching back. I don't. Maybe I did. Did I see that? I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just saying shit. I know um, I saw that Chester Rogers might be out. Uh huh. Or one of their receivers. I can't even think of their names right now. But I mean, they they don't run that deep at receiver anyway. So. Cornerback Pierre Desir. Out he's, with a hamstring. He, he's actually a pretty decent player. Yep. So that's that's good. Tight end out. Uh, Mo. Ali Mo Alley Mo Alley Cox. Yeah. Uh, interesting story about Mo Jack Alley Doyle. Cox. Yeah. Mo Alley Cox was actually a basketball player. Ooh. He was he he didn't even play football in college. Isn't that odd? Wow. Yeah, he played. Um, I don't know if you keep up with college basketball at all, but he played for VCU. I believe. Yeah, VCU. Who's you know they're a pretty good basketball program. They actually won a crazy game last night. But he yeah. played for them, and then he just got drafted based on that, just because he was That's a big insane. guy. Isn't that nuts? No college football experience that is at all. Crazy. Yeah, fun fact right there. I know random random knowledge. Oh man, it reminds me of yeah other players. I think some of the NFL players that were. I don't know if this happened with like was it Matt Jones, and then like I guess Terrell Pryor actually played quarterback for a while before switching to receiver. But there, there were some NFL players that kind of got profiled as being a better such and such, and then just switched, you know. Right because before the NFL Matt season. Jones actually started at quarterback at Arkansas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he came here and played receiver. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was weird. Receiver. <laughs> he tried to play receiver. <laughs> they tried to make the switch. <laughs> 
Isn't that weird? And then to have all that hype around someone that had made that switch. Right. But this is a different sport. So wouldn't you think that's a little different? Like college basketball didn't even play football. Yeah. Tim Tebow is lighting up that outfield in the, oh, the boy. New York like, minor league baseball team. <laughs> is that still happening? I, th- I thought that was over. Uh, I think so. I don't know. I thought so. I don't know. You can check it out. Check it out. Um, hey, Darius Leonard is on the injury report. Oh, he played last week too, I'm pretty sure. So, so he'll He's probably hurt be back. Again? Um, oh, this is abdominal injury, so who knows? And then uh, Brissett, man, but I think Brissett's gonna play. He's he's definitely playing. I mean, I think the story was like they were playing Miami, so they were like, okay, sit this one, and yeah. then play the divisional game against the Jaguars, which will most likely mean more. But they lost the Dolphins, and the Dolphins aren't a terrible team. They're really not. I watched a lot of that game too, and I was like, okay, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> but that's gonna it's a big factor though if you know whether he plays or not huge game changing what are the, what else do you have on the scouting report what for the colts yeah we know that they run the ball a lot with marlon mack mm-hmm. so we can't it can't be one of those games that we get just gashed in the run game but the run defense has been really good since the panthers game well, um, it, it was not Carlos yeah it wasn't yeah. <laughs> alright there it is yeah it wasn't it wasn't good against the Texans fumble on the one yard line come out and fight about it and then still like do nothing <laughs> yeah he was uh, kind of laughing at us laughing in our yeah, face a little bit maybe yeah. for letting him walk or whatever but he was a uh, rental basically for us yeah but that was Sweet. that was hilarious that was great effort by the way by uh, I believe it was Jared Wilson yeah mm-hmm. that chased him down that's that's what they teach you right there. Like, never give up for that reason. That was some, yeah, that was some, that reminded me. Even though he had broken out on a huge run, that was still like <laughs> yeah. a 2017-era, like, epic fumble, forced fumble. Um, yeah, like, you know, right when we point. needed it, even though we didn't capitalize, I guess, my point. I was going to say, it, it didn't mean much at yeah. that point in the game, but it was still good to see the effort. Even for Especially sure. when you're losing. It's good to see effort when you're losing. Yes, yeah. Like, losing big mm-hmm. out of the game, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, um, so what do you think about like a lot of people say, you know, when you're off of a bye week, you should come back and play like your best football, you know, because you had the week to rest and game plan and all that stuff. What do you think about that? Uh, I think in Jaguars case, it's actually kind of true. Um, I think that we were really, uh, gutted in the linebacker position. Oh yeah. Um, due to injury. I don't know if we have any solution at tight end. Um, not run, not right now. For so now, like, it, for now, this is what we it's have. Not, it's not a huge difference whether or not all our tight ends are healthy. I mean, you know, Oshana's on IR. So, um, other than that, I I do think it is a little important for the Jaguars to have healthy players back. And I would throw Nick Foles into that category. Oh yeah, um, we're missing. So, we forgot to talk about him and the, like the injuries. He's the one coming mm-hmm. back too. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think yeah, I think the bye week afforded us that chance to kind of recoup, get everybody back, a little change of mind. Um, uh, you know, a lot of the talk around the Jaguars has been their projected record for the the rest of the season after the bye week. No, oh, um, I, I think people are overreacting uh, to to that exact property of the bye week to kind of help you reset, saying like, oh, we're gonna go seven and zero, we're gonna go six and one, we're gonna go five and two minimum. Tony Baselli called called the seven and zero. 
Tony Baselli, man. <laughs> he just says some crazy stuff, but he I think he, a lot of it's just in good fun as well. Yeah. yeah. He he just likes to believe. He, he's, he's a fan now. He's just a fan. Yeah. You know? He wants something to believe in. Yep. He has yep. me believing a little bit, honestly. I was like, maybe we can win these games. He's right. <laughs> God, Baselli's such a great name for like an Italian restaurant. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my Ooh. God. Should recommend that to him. Yeah. Sure, he has the money to start one, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. So I don't know, man. Um, I I I think it's there's a reality that we've got a lot of injured players are back. Um, maybe not at a hundred percent, but maybe up in that ninety ninety five percent range, and that's a pretty big difference maker for us. Uh, even good for team like chemistry and stuff to kind of everybody gets a game with Nick now under their belt and gets to prepare yeah. during the week with Nick and stuff. So. To have everybody actively doing that is nice. Um, nothing, nothing bad about. It. Not going to knock it, um, but I do think these like projections of six and one, seven and zero might be kind of an overreaction. However, I will give you uh, this is probably my own overreaction. We lose this game, season's over, man. It's over. The rest of the season is going to be it's going to be fun. You know, we're devoted Jaguars fans. You know, I know we know we all know what it's like to tune in for sixteen games uh, with almost oh, no playoff. No matter groups. what, yeah. Uh, enjoy watching your favorite players, you know, enjoy the sitcom, right? You know, enjoy the drama during the week, read all the articles and shit. Of course. We're going to be able to do that, but I think that uh, that's all we're going to be able to do if we lose this game. This is this is the one, man. This is the one you had to mark on your calendars. This one and the next one in particular. Like these two, yep. to me, are must wins because it's Colts-Titans, and we have to win those games, Division. especially with the Titans. They beat the Chiefs. Yep. They're riding on a high, so thank God we don't play them this week. But. Yep. Let them come back down to earth. But it's, I agree with you completely. It's yeah. definitely a must win. It, it has to be. And I actually think it's a game we can win. I, I think it's a game we're going to win, in fact, even yeah. if it's on the road. Miami went in there and won last week. Yeah. Even though it was with Hoyer and at quarterback, I don't care. I really think we can win this game. You don't think that they're going to be recouping from that and then coming out stronger? I've thought this all year about the Colts. I don't think they're as good as people have. They're not that, they don't be. have that bounce back level yeah i don't even think they're that skilled i mean yeah people are like yeah they went up front yeah their o-line is great but outside of that like if ty's hurt they have no receivers they have a ton of tight ends they're all average mm-hmm. in my opinion their quarterback is he's good they have good running backs but yeah they're not that scary to me they're not they don't scare me like the tech the texans scared me the colts they don't we play the colts twice and then we can beat them twice i think we have to beat them twice for sure we jump them too if we win this game. I mean, that's in the south. That's where I selfishly, just for the sake of like watching competitive football, want the Jaguars to win. Like, if I was a freaking Colts fan, I would be tempted for the Jaguars to win, just to have like this even parity across the AFC South. Of course, the we don't want Texans to get too far away. But look at that, man! Five and we'd both be five and five. I think they. W- I think the Texans are a lock to win the division. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't really see them doing too. They have. They do play Baltimore on Sunday. So if Baltimore wins, maybe we could talk next week about the rest of their schedule because they also play the Patriots coming up soon. Okay. So those so, could be two two L's on their schedule. We'll see. So you pick. You pick them uh, losing to the Ravens. Um. I don't know. I kind of. I like Deshaun Watson a lot more than Lamar, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to see Deshaun have the spotlight and outplay him but i'm gonna throw all that all that shit i'm gonna throw all that shit out the window go ravens yeah (laughs) yeah no yeah 
Definitely. <laughs> I want the Ravens to win. And I think they will win. I mean, that's kind of my point, man, is like, you know, the Texans aren't freaking perfect. And um, I feel like they, they could become their own enemy at some point. So if they, if they, if anything goes wrong, right, if they have any unexpected injuries, you know, I don't want this to happen personally for the players, but if, if like a, if a major player went down, uh, you know, if they have any fights or morale issues, or whatever, like, I don't, I don't think they're totally out of reach. They're not totally out of reach, but yeah. as long as Deshaun Watson is doing what he's doing, they are out of reach. That's true. So, We'll Very we'll just true. see, you know. There's still a lot of football to play, so I will know a lot at the end. At the end of this week, we'll have a way better idea of how, how the AFC South is looking, just how the AFC is looking. Yep. Big games this week, huge, and starting tonight, here on Thursday night. And we're gonna get, um. Oh yeah, sorry. Who uh, I was gonna say we're gonna get the Titans after their bye week. Is mm. when we play them. So that's oh, interesting wow, to see how bye. they come back from the bye. Yeah. Well, shit! I was hoping they were playing this week. So, what are they're five and four, aren't they? No, five and five. They're five and five. They're currently five and five. Yeah. Cool. So, okay. so if if we were to win, it would be a three way uh, five and five in the FC South. But we would technically be in second. Technically. Yeah. I mean, well, there's Based so much. Tiebreaker. There's so much that's gonna that's gonna work itself out toward the end of the season that will oh, of course a much clearer division record and difference by then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tonight, what you're saying tonight is the Steelers, right? Uh, we need the Steelers to lose mm. as a Jaguar fan. Mm. You definitely are rooting for Bill the Browns. Browns for now. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, the two wild cards is what we m- could be playing for at the end of the season. And yep. the Steelers would go to six and four if they won. Mm. And that's that's not good. That's going to reach like that. for us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We definitely need them to lose. We need Buffalo to keep losing, which I think they will start dropping games here along the road. So, yeah. And then just anyone else that's close to AFC is just poof. There's just almost any team has a chance, really, yep. except the Jets and the Bengals, really. And the Jets even still think they have a chance, so we'll see. Well, look, we already went around the NFL. You want to move a little bit around the NFL? Yeah, let's do a little bit more. Okay. Um, there's just so much going on. This is like the meat and potatoes of the season. You know? <laughs> Thanks- Thanksgiving's coming up. Those games are going to be... Be yeah. huge, yeah. Um, did you catch the Sunday night or Monday night game? They were just fantastic games. Uh, so do you mean the the Monday morning and Tuesday morning games? <laughs> yeah, did, well, did you see any highlights of the <laughs> Niners and Seahawks games or anything? Uh, I don't think so. I watched highlights of one of those games. Let me see. Yeah, how did, how did that one turn out? Oh, it was nuts, man. Uh, the Niners got off to a hot start, then Seattle took over after the second half then the Niners came back a couple missed field goals Russell they go into overtime Russell Wilson's about to score he throws oh. a pick the Niners miss a field goal then We're the Seahawks kidding. punt Seahawks punt San Francisco punts back and as time expires our oh. old friend Jason Myers drills the field goal for a oh. Seattle <laughs> it was a crazy game I bet on the game that's why I was Damn. watching it like so <laughs> so close I was like whoo and wow. I did bet on Seattle. Yeah, and oh man, Russell Wilson, that dude is incredible. And Jimmy G looks mm. not that great, honestly. Mm. I see he was barely yeah. 50%. Yeah, and people kept talking about, like, I don't know if he's ready for the moment and stuff, like all mm. that bullshit, all that cliche bullshit. But oh. I mean, he did kind of look off. He almost threw like three, like three near picks at, you know, in, in crunch time there. So we got to see when the running game 
when you can't run the ball anymore and you're the Niners and you're in a close game, if Jimmy G can carry you the rest of the way. Oh, it's fascinating. Yep. That's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, Russell Wilson looks great, man. He's he's amazing. Kirk Cousins won a primetime game, which people knock him for a lot. Yeah, I did watch highlights on that one. That um, one, the Cowboys. Vikings. And yeah. yeah, that one, it just looked like the uh, the Vikings kept the, the foot on the gas, as they say. And I just ran Cowboys, it down their throat. Cowboys weren't able to to catch up. Yeah. Yep. Cowboys couldn't run it, and the Vikings mm-hmm. could. But uh, Dak Prescott looked really good. He really brought mm-hmm. them back. Mm-hmm. And I usually have something bad to say about him. He played really well. Kirk yeah. played pretty good. He, I mean, he dumped it down a lot, but he played well enough, and they won the game. So you can't say anything about Kirk. And definitely yeah. happy for him. He's one of my favorite players. In the yeah. League. So. That's good. Yeah, I mean, Prescott had Prescott had almost 400 yards passing through three touchdowns. Yeah, he was good. And and then they took the ball out of his hands at the end of the game and let mm-hmm. Zeke run it, mm-hmm. and he lost yards, and that was a big topic, which I agree with. Like, your quarterback's red hot, and you're running the ball now? Come on. Yeah. I hate tell, it. Tell that to Doug Marone. Yeah. Um, other good than stuff. that, um, uh, there's a huge college game, too. Um, LSU and Alabama. I don't know if you keep up with college football like that. I, I don't know much. I know I, I heard like Alabama fell out of the top four. Yeah, it was a huge SEC game. Basically, the winner of that was going to go to the college football playoff. Essentially, so wow, yeah, huge, huge game. But other than that, that's it for around the NFL. Great. Uh, so, so how are you feeling, man, for the rest of the season? What what are your what's your leanings? Oh, man, I, I'm kind of getting nervous now about Sunday because I know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I my rule to myself is I like playing meaningful football mm-hmm. ar- around and after Thanksgiving. So I want Jaguars football to mean something. Of course, after Thanksgiving and during Thanksgiving, you know. So um, we'll find out if that's going to happen, really, because what we play two more games before Thanksgiving, I would think. Yep. Yeah, and and then for me Thanksgiving, it's in usually it's in Dallas, and I'm, I'm guessing yours is not in Jacksonville as well. So like, there's some pride on the table there, man. People coming in with their teams. Dallas is always playing the Thanksgiving game. Of course, they're usually yeah. a winning record. Like they can at least push for the playoffs. And so when my when my when my cousins turn to me and they say, "Hey, how's your uh, how's uh, how's the Jaguars doing?" Right. <laughs> it is very important that I have some good news at that point. And too, too many Thanksgivings, I have had nothing to show. 